listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Friday. What is going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. Uh, James, it is a wonderful time of year for you and I and everybody uh, that is listening, everybody part of the family uh, that enjoys the NBA, much like you and I do. And of course, Justin Fensterman as well. Big Hoop Heads, Ray Kuhn, uh, Adam Ronis, and a new addition going into this year. Uh, Ryan Kirksey, I believe that's how you say his name, is going to be joining us as well. Um, it's great things, James. I'm, I'm excited for the season to get going, and we're already here at night one. Yeah, nothing better, John, to hear, uh, to hear you open up this podcast with uh, three letters, NBA. Um, National Basketball Association is back. Uh, we got a banger of a two-gamer. Um, you know, I think... I think us DFS, we, we can't wait for like the, the bigger slate on Wednesday, but banger of a of a two-piece on Tuesday, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Golden State Lakers. Um, Bart Scott can't wait uh, for this one to kick off. Yeah, and, and FanDuel's got a million-dollar contest going. So yeah, we found first place uh, just right out of the jump. They're like, hey, basketball's here. Uh, let's pay somebody some money. Uh, DraftKings says we can do you one better. 1.25 million, 250k to first place. If you guys want to get a little crazy, uh, $15 entry over on DraftKings, a $3 entry over on FanDuel. But James, this year we are a three-platform player, right? Mm-hmm. We have Yahoo Fantasy Daily Sports. Uh, you've talked, seen us talk about it over uh, with our NFL content. We even dabbled there a little bit last year as well for the NBA, but we're going in hard this year. Uh, they have a $10, 250K season tip-off uh, to begin the year here. They're saying right now there's it's only 20,000 entries, which is already great because the other ones have you know 100K entry, basically, of teams that are going to be going in there. Um, first place, 25K. So, I mean, they're going to pay 5,000 places. Right now, only 4,000 people have entered. So, uh, Yahoo is a place for overlay this year. I'm telling you, this will not fill the 20,000 entries. We've been seeing it all happen all year long in the NFL. Um, gives you a really good advantage to, uh, you know, face some smaller player pools and uh, get used to this format here. So um, we're going to be looking at some Yahoo. We're going to be looking at some DraftKings and FanDuel this year for our coverage. Um, and there's no better time to start than a two-game series where two-game slate where things really aren't that complicated, James. Yeah, um, not that complicated. I will say, John, you mentioned that uh, 100K entries – uh, Fanduel. How about Fanduel's million three hundred and ninety-six thousand right. entries? Actually, closer to three hundred ninety-seven thousand. Right. Um, so uh, definitely, definitely a you know a better chance, I would say, to win over on Yahoo. Um, John, I think it's worth noting. I think there's been some changes though to one of those formats, to one of those platforms. Yeah, um, Fanduel finally yep. giving us the multi-position eligibility, James. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big deal, and you know, I think you and I both we do play a lot of both DraftKings and Fanduel specifically during basketball season. I think you and I probably have had our bigger nights, um, truthfully, on Fanduel. Yeah, yeah, for um, me for sure. I almost yeah, qualified. Yeah, the Kevin, the- Kevin Durant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, shout out Kevin I don't. Durant. I don't want to relive it. It's three years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to put putting the past behind me, but uh, I wake up in cold sweat sometimes <laughs> thinking of Kevin Durant in overtime. Uh, knocking me out of a, a qualifier seat. So uh, we'll move forward. We'll move on, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, look at that, Kevin Durant on the opening slate tonight. Yeah, can well, never escape. Can never, can never escape. In the, Warriors, in the Warriors and Lakers. Oh, man. 
Um, but yeah, I do think I do think the multi-position eligibility um, is a nice touch for Fandle. It's something that we've been, um, you know, I think the whole community has been clamoring for and asking for, and and finally, you know, we're getting it. And yeah. it's I do super I, exciting still to see Pascal Siakam small forward only though. So, <laughs> John, we haven't even had one slate, and we're already going there. <laughs> this is the first slate of the night, the, the first slate of the season, and we're already going there. Siakam's not even playing. They're not yeah, even you know, the you know they're ready for it. <laughs> oh, we are. I'm happy that not like every player has multiple position eligibility because right. that can also get annoying. No, Agreed. I'll say this: I, I, I actually didn't mind the single position eligibility on Fanduel when they got it right. Now there were right. plenty of times we were like, "What the heck is going on here? This player hasn't played." you know, power forward all season long. Like, why are they listed here? And, like, that was frustrating. But on DraftKings last year, we had Aaron Gordon as a point guard one day. Like, sure. because they gave him multiple position eligibility. So, like, I, I feel like this could be a good or a bad. I understand wanting the roster flexibility. And that definitely comes through. Like, there are some nights where we sit here on FanDuel in years past where there, we're, like, small forward blows. Like, there is nobody to play at small forward. You got to, like, sp- definitely have to play this guy or spend down and play that guy. Well, that's not going to be the case this year. There's going to be shooting guard small forward. There's going to be power forward small forward. Like, you'll be able to, um, you know, have maybe better builds. But in a sense, I also felt like maybe this takes away a little bit of the advantage that you had uh, when it came to roster construction, knowing that those position restraints were in place. Yeah, I definitely think that could be um, an advantage taken away. Um, especially on these smaller sites, right? Because you have like three viable shooting guards or three viable small forwards. And, you know, if you didn't pick two, the two that were the best, you missed. Like it didn't matter how good the rest of your lineup was that you had to pick the the correct two. So I do, I do agree. I I do, I do feel like that's, you know, maybe a, a, a disadvantage, but I do think, you know, these smaller slates, we are going to see just, you know, less, you know, DeAndre Bembry's in our lineups on two and three game slates because we don't have to play him as one of our two shooting guards thank, thanks to the uh, multi-position eligibility. So, um, you know, we're going to we're gonna go with it this year as long as Nikola Jokic isn't a power forward like he was in preseason. I think, you know, that was the cause of, like, Maybe some like okay, let's let's pull back a little bit and, right. and let's get these positions correct before uh, before things get out of hand. And, and you know what? Just looking over the slate, it looks like they nailed it on the opening slate. Um, but we'll see how how things uh, go during the regular season. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's start off then here, um, James. And let's go, let's we usually go position by position. Let's. It's only two games. Let's let's go by game for today. Does that does that sound good? Yeah, I think I think the smaller slates. May, I think that should probably be the uh, maybe the format if we do these two gamers when we have the pods. Maybe just break it down by game and the rest of the season we'll do player by player yep. or position so by position. First game that we have on the slate here, we're gonna we have the Brooklyn Nets going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, a rematch of the playoffs from last season. Uh, Milwaukee is at home giving a point. Uh, this game opened with two thirty nine and a half game totals down to two thirty seven uh, and a half here. Um, you know, we know where the two top dogs are, right? It's Giannis, mm-hmm. it's Durant. These two guys went back and forth uh, during the playoffs. Durant was on another level during the playoffs. 
Um, you know, he had that one game, almost a hundred FanDuel points. Uh, I think it was in game like four or something like that. Uh, 49, 17 and 10, uh, you know, like, um, yeah, I know they had some, some overtime games and whatnot mixed in there, but I, I mean, when Kevin Durant is, is healthy, we talk about this all the time. Like he is, in my opinion, in consideration for the number one player in the league. Like he is, he does it all. And he does it all very well. Yeah, I mean, it was always, like, during peak LeBron-Durant, like, battles, it was it was LeBron and Durant as, like, the clear-cut one and two players in the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the two best plays on the slate could actually come from this Brooklyn team, and I think we're going to be saying that a lot. And I think we didn't get to say that a lot last year because the three-headed monster – of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, and we know Kyrie Irving's out. Um, it, it's going to be hard to ignore Kevin Durant and a 35% usage rate from a year ago, or 33 and a half, sorry, and 1.6 fantasy points per minute without Kyrie Irving off, um, on the floor. So for me, uh, I see Durant's price at 9,900 on DraftKings, and I think it's a steal. I also see 10.8 on Fandle. I think it's a steal. And then we go over to our, our boys on Yahoo. John, he is the one, two, three, four, five. He is the sixth highest price play on Yahoo at $46. Less than Russell Westbrook. Um, if there was like if I could only play him on one site, I would absolutely lock him in on Yahoo at $46. Yeah, I mean, listen, like you said, he's the he's the number two um, you know, player on FanDuel on DraftKings. Is he the number two player on DraftKings as well? Um, yes. Yeah. Giannis is a hundred dollars more expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, the fact that he is ch- as cheap as he is over in Yahoo makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, to put him there, you know, you have a $200 budget on Yahoo, right? So, you know, him $46, he's, he's a quarter of your budget, but you know, he's worth it, especially when you're considering, uh, the other guys that are priced uh, above him there. So, uh, I'm with you. And it's not to say that like, you know, don't play Giannis. Cause yeah, go, go ahead. Try right. to play Giannis. Try to play hard and like those are the three, I think, where you're gonna look to build your lineups around. You know, I'm not paying 10 5 for on FanDuel for LeBron James. You know, I, I don't think that's a, a spot that I'm gonna be looking to go. You know, he's LeBron is 9K over on um DraftKings on on Yahoo, he's forty eight hundred dollars. You know, I've had a hard time recently. You know, we've been saying that LeBron is doesn't really pay off his price tag anymore, you know. Right. He's in game one, maybe he'll show up a little bit, but they have Westbrook now. And, you know, Anthony Davis, yeah, it's a great matchup for him. But, you know, again, if you, you're you adding in a, a big usage piece in Russell Westbrook, so how does that impact the big Lakers players? You know, like where does that – who loses shots here? Who, who loses usage? It's tough for me to want to invest heavy in this situation without knowing where it's going to happen from. Yeah, and that's – Perfect, a uh, perfect way to describe it, and that's why I, I really do believe um, the Brooklyn Milwaukee game is the game that you want the most exposure to. I think um, Durant and Harden both averaged over 1.6 fantasy points for, per minute without Kyrie Irving off the floor, or on the floor last year for a reason. I mean, they're two ball dominant players, they're two former MVPs. Um, I also think it's interesting, John. Like, I, I think like things like pace. Um, you know, you can get a little hairy in the beginning of the year because so many different p- 
pieces on so many different teams. Um, but Milwaukee really has like a similar roster um, outside of DiVincenzo, who's out for a while, and Bobby Portis, who's going to be out for this game. So like Milwaukee finished second in pace last year. You know, basically with this core, I think that's something that you could look to attack, which is why I, I am very going to be very invested in, in Brooklyn on Tuesday um, for that fact that, you know, this is already a 237 and a half game total. Brooklyn's favored on the road and they're the team that's going to likely be paying up, playing up in pace. Um, I think all systems go for Brooklyn. And obviously we're, we're going to play Milwaukee, too. Like you said, we're not going to just fade Giannis, especially you know, seeing his preseason Dirk um, shots and his pull-up three, like he clearly is working on his game in the offseason, even even through after the surgery. Um, but I think I'm going to be heavily invested in Brooklyn, and that includes guys outside of Durant and James Harden. Yeah, of course. I mean, if we're, if we're looking for the secondary plays, you know, and this is a smaller slate, so, you know, there's going to be some different pricing today than you'll see on the larger slates, but you know, you have Middleton, you have Holiday, you have Brooke Lopez. You kind of know what you're getting uh, with them. You know, I guess the question comes to, you know, who are the other three that you're looking at on the Brooklyn side? You know, like, is it someone like a Joe Harris? Do you trust any of their bigs, whether it be Griffin or Claxton or if Alame is available, you know, like, and, and out there and playing? You know, like, what what are you expecting out of the other guys in Brooklyn? So my suspicion, just looking at like preseason and um, kind of how they were using their rotations, my suspicion would be um, Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, and Joe Harris would round out the starting five. Uh, that's just the, the lineup that played the most together and started the most together. Um, they also play. They started playing Aldridge a lot off the bench too. Um, he in his last preseason game, he played 24 minutes off the bench, and I think that's really encouraging because we know, like, if there's one thing Lamarcus Aldridge is, especially if he's playing 24 minutes or you know at least getting 20. I mean, he's an offensive-minded player, straight up. That's just what he is. I mean, he's not a guy who's looking to, you know, pass or whatever. But he had a he had a pretty good preseason, and just to see him play. 24 minutes in that in that tune-up game really shows me that he's ready to go for the season. Um, so, like, if I were to rank, like, the ancillary pieces around Brooklyn's big two, um, I think Aldridge would be sneaky for me. He's $3,900 on DraftKings. I think that's, you know, a price tag we're not going to see for very long. Um, I know you like Patty Mills quite a bit here. I also like Patty Mills. I just, I think it's something of note that both he and Javon Carter both played a lot of minutes this preseason. And I don't think that's a coincidence considering they knew they were going to be without Kyrie. Uh, I think we could see both of those guys playing, you know, for, around for me, it's, it's Patty being a veteran and I feel like, veteran, right. And like he has that connection with Aldridge as well on this team. Um, you know, it, to me, it feels like that he is a guy that, could be on a, you know, finishing on, a, you know, a final four or something like that for our final five unit for them, you know, like finishing out games, you could see Patty Mills out there potentially, um, you know, with Brooklyn. So, yeah, I, I think he's an interesting sleeper play. Um, again, it's night one. He's only $3,700 over on DraftKings. Uh, you know, Patty Mills over on, um, on FanDuel, he's $4,600 on, on Yahoo. We look at Patty Mills priced out. Uh, at ten bucks, so he's a stone cold, stone cold man over on Yahoo. So I think there's an interesting value play there. I, what do you, what's your take on Grayson Allen? You know, he's a guy that 
signed with um you know Milwaukee and then they just signed picked up his option uh today as well for another uh, I think it's like another 20 million dollars I think they picked him up for two years 20 million on his rookie mm-hmm. extension um no Dante DiVincenzo you and I liked playing Grayson Allen at times last year Phil for Memphis um where do you where do you think he fits in this rotation for Milwaukee so that's been my that's been what I've been trying to figure out because they've run Grayson Allen in the preseason starting they've used Patrick Connaughton as well um and I could really see it going either way I think there's going to be like this battle you know kind of like Grayson Allen was in last year in Memphis right with like Melton and um Desmond Bain I think we could see like a similar situation where Grayson Allen is playing 20 to 25 minutes because you know Drew Holiday is going to take up a bulk of the minutes at point guard and, and they have George Hill now you know backing him up so between Allen and Connaughton, you know, Rodney Hood is available, but how healthy will Rodney Hood ever be? He never right. can stay healthy. Um, so I do think in this game, Grayson Allen could play 20 to 25 minutes. Now, if he were to start, right, he's going to be chalky. I think whoever starts between him and Connaughton is going to be chalky. I actually prefer Grayson Allen coming off the bench because I think it will, uh, you know, reduce his ownership and, Let's face it, he has more upside than Patrick than Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton yeah. like can hit a three and, and he's a good rebounder, but um Grayson Allen looks for his shot far more than Connaughton does. Yep. Uh, I agree with you on that one. Is there anybody else from this game that you have some interest in? Um I mean I think Brooke Lopez, you know, right off the bat, a little revenge narrative if you want to go there. Also the fact that there's no Bobby Portis, I think bodes well for Brooke Lopez. Um I'm not going to look. I'm not going to say this guy's name. I, I'm just going to call him Mamu. He made the team. Uh, he made the team for um, Milwaukee. There's no Bobby Portis. He was a freak of nature in the preseason. Uh, it's a two game slate, right? You got to get weird. He could actually be playing backup center minutes if they don't run Giannis there. Just going to throw his name out there for like. If you're like max entering something, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people max enter like the quarter, the quarter contest on DraftKings or the the nickel or the the 50 cent contest. You know, a couple shares, if you're using our um, NBA lineup generator, a couple shares of Mamu would go a long way. He's like, he's like Boban, like John, um, in terms of like fantasy production in a, I was, in I was a gonna small say, window. He's only 6'9", but yeah, he was a monster uh, in the preseason, I see. I see that uh, you know one of the final preseason games, he had 20 points and uh, nine, 11 boards in 30 minutes there. So a second round pick from this year uh, on a two way contract, but you know they said he made the team to start, so he'll be at least uh, potentially available off the bench there. Uh, let's go to the late night hammer, first one of the year, James. Late night hammer, shocker. It's got Lakers and Warriors, and then I expect to talk about that matchup about a thousand times this year. Um, <laughs> You know, and like we met, like I mentioned, alluded to earlier, I, I think you're spending up on the Brooklyn guys because I don't want to yeah. spend up on the Lakers guys. I don't know where to go. Yeah, it's it's just tough with super teams, right? It's it's tough to to get these guys right. Um, I mean, look, you know, Curry definitely has an advantage against Westbrook defensively. So if you want to play up for Steph Curry, I think that is a a good matchup. I also think Westbrook. You know, has a good matchup in his own right against Curry. I, I think the point guards probably have the best two matchups 
individually on the board. Um, I think you can go Anthony Davis and LeBron if you want, but we talked to you, you led with this, like LeBron, you know, we're going to, you're going to hear us talk a lot about five X value or, or greater, um, for all those that are just tuning in for the first time or just starting to play daily fantasy basketball. Um, you really, uh, especially, you know, when we're playing cash games, you want a five X floor. Um, which is five times their salary, which would give on DraftKings that would put LeBron at 45 fantasy points. In tournaments, you want six, seven, eight X. And does LeBron James have that at 9K? We really saw that few and far between last year, right? And it's not going to get any easier with Russell Westbrook. Um, if I were ranking Lakers tomorrow, John, honestly, would it be crazy to say Westbrook would be the 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 favorite of the group is that like um, weird to say like I kind of want to go Anthony Davis Anthony Davis yeah I, I think that's the I think that's the the safe play here because we know I mean Dave, Davis t- could put up you know um, it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough night no James Wiseman so you know we're expect to see like variations of Kavon Looney against them and Draymond Green against them. Um, Man, I just there's something about Westbrook against Curry in this matchup that just really speaks to me. And Westbrook averaged 61 fantasy points against the Warriors last year. Just throwing that out there, 61. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a different scenario. Now. Different scenarios, 100 percent different scenarios. I'm just there is an exploitable piece to this Warriors defense, and it's been the same for a while, and it's always been Steph Curry, you know. Yeah. So just just a thought. I, like how, like how would you rank? I guess how would you rank the stars in this game? Like, I mean, I, yeah. So I put Anthony Davis one. I put Curry two. Um, I think Davis. <clears throat> excuse me. I think Davis can impact the game. Oh man, I feel like Davis should be able to impact the game greater in terms of of his overall ability. I mean, when he is healthy, he's a 30-10 with blocks right. and steals, right? So, right. you know, Curry needs to go for 50 actual, which he certainly can, you know, but, like, that's where, you know, he goes for 50 actual. He'll get you his five-ish assists. He'll give you his four or five rebounds. You know, DraftKings, you get the three-point bonus, you know, but you really need him to get the bulk of his fantasy production from points where Davis will get you the points, but he can give you five categories. So, you know, I, I think for me, I, I like Davis, you know, as me, that number one guy in the matchup, but it's close between him and uh, Curry. Uh, I'd probably leave Curry and split the difference, but I think it's, I think you, I think you nailed it. And here's my next question for you. How chalky will Jordan Poole be on this slate? He is 4,800 on DraftKings. He is 4,900 on FanDuel and over on... Yahoo, he's actually eleven dollars. Is the top priced shooting guard on Yahoo tomorrow? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go that Jordan Poole is in like the top three highest owned players on on the opening night slate. Yeah, I just looked at that. Uh, Kyrie Irving, thirty eight dollars. Jordan Poole, eleven dollars. He is. He is. <laughs> so on 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 Yahoo is he might be one hundred percent up. Yeah, I think so. Like Grayson uh, Allen, 
Um, I mean, they were shooting the lights out during the preseason. Like, right, which they is took, what, what I think. more threes than anybody else in pre- preseason or something like that? Yeah, and, he's, and he was starting. Um, I, I, like, I think Jordan Poole, and I'm not saying it's bad chalk, but I, I, I want to get your, like, is it chalk that you're going to eat? Because he's, like, there's no doubt in my mind Jordan Poole is going to be one of the highest on players. I'll just yeah. Say. Like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have some Poole exposure for sure. Who else? Who else are we looking at here? I don't know if you heard, and I, I want this is something I found interesting. The Lakers didn't, or Frank Vogel came out and said he doesn't like playing Anthony Davis at center very much. Um, he doesn't feel like the offense flows very well. I think that could lead to some big minutes for our boy Dwight. Um, and John, you and I have had some some great DeAndre Jordan sweats in the past. We have. Um, any great. interest in either of those guys? I guess. Does it depend on who's starting? Jordan started their final preseason game, um, but we know Dwight can do a lot coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean it's a great matchup for them, right? I mean Golden State is not going to be good against centers again this year. They're you know they're just not going to be good against them. So yeah, I mean I if I need the salary relief, I would play whichever one is starting. Probably you know. If you think it's Dwight Howard, he's 49 on DraftKings. If you think it's Jordan, he's 38. But I don't think they're both going to play a lot of minutes. Like, they could just play 15 minutes each, you know. So, you know, maybe that's probably where my, like, slight hesitation comes in there. Um, I, just find, I just find it interesting that – and maybe it's just Coach Speak. You know, we talk about Coach Speak in all sports that, that Vogel, like, said he doesn't like Davis at the five. And that's what just makes me – Davis probably doesn't like playing the five. He Davis likes, probably he likes to yeah. sit on the wing, you know, like yeah. that's where he's and he's and he's like. built of he's built of paper. Yeah, he doesn't want to be in there taking charges and playing right. tough defense and having Draymond bump into him all night. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Draymond's kind of interesting. Probably I don't know about this maybe this matchup per se, but I mean we were getting you know peak Draymond last year at the end of the year. You know, assist totals were great. The rebounds were great. The defensive numbers were great. You know, like scoring with Draymond is just extra. If he, if he scores you 10 points, we'll be, you know, but I mean, the guy finished the year, you know, giving us double doubles, triple doubles. You know, if we're going to get that kind of committed play out of Draymond, once he realized like, oh man, we have a chance to, to win, you know, we have a chance to get to the playoffs, you know, like, you know, and then the, you know, he actually gave gave a shit a little bit, you know, that that's what I'm looking at at Draymond. So you get him here at $6,800 on DraftKings. Uh, over on FanDuel, you'll look at Draymond Green uh, priced out at seven k, And then on uh, Yahoo, uh, we see Draymond Green at $29. You know, I don't, I don't mind, um, you know, taking a peek there. Is it a great matchup for him? Not really. Again, he's going to probably be on LeBron. He's going to probably be on Anthony Davis. But if he's offensively, if he's going to be dishing out assists and doing this, you know, his usual thing, I think there's some appeal there. Yeah, I think you. I think you kind of brought it up earlier. Uh, why it may, why Draymond would be so appealing is because the Warriors are taking so many threes, or at least they did during the preseason. I mean, they surrounded, you know, Curry, Poole, Otto Porter is primarily going to stand in the corner and shoot threes. Um, Wiggins can knock down a three, so I think he's going to be surrounded by a lot of guys that are going to be turn into set shooters, and I do think that provides Draymond with a lot of upside, especially when he's doing a lot of the ball handling. So, um, yeah, I do. I, I think it's worth mentioning, too, that Yahoo is uh, FanDuel scoring. They, not bonuses like they have on DraftKings. Yeah. You get three points 
for a blocks and steals over there. So, uh, you know, minus one for a turnover as well. So, um, so then let me let me bring it. I'll just bounce it right back to you. Is Draymond best served for DraftKings, considering the bonuses? Um, is your exposure to Dr- because you know will we? I think I think the bonus gets offset if Draymond's going to be giving me like two blocks, two steals, right? Like Fair. you're only getting Fair. Half, like a point or so for the double double bonus, right? Or two points for double double bonus. So, um, you know, if he's going to give me the extra points for blocks and steals, I think you're going to make it up there. Give me your. Fi- I'm, I'm the the Lakers are going to be a nightmare outside of the big three and outside their center spot because they have all of these guys that are that all do similar things. But if you had to play a Laker value tomorrow, well, t- Tuesday we're, we're recording Monday night. If you were going to play a Laker value option, um, who would it be? Ellington's already been ruled out. Um, Trevor Ariza, we know is going to miss a lot of time. We know Talon Horton Tucker is going to miss a lot of time. Um, Malik Monk tweeted uh, the the like purple demon emoji today, so he and he's listed as probable. So I assume he's going to play. Um, first off, who do you think starts? I would my guess would be Bazemore would be that final spot. Um, but if who like who's your favorite value on this Lakers team? Can I can I say Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, sure. It's thirty nine hundred dollars. Of course, you can say Carmelo Anthony. I think I think Melo is going to get off the bench and just jack up his shots. I think that's what his role is going to be for this Lakers team. You're going you're going to get eleven, twelve shots. You're going to get five, seven, five to seven threes. You know, out of uh, attempts out of that. You know, and that's what he's going to be. Um, much like we saw him with Portland last year. So um, give give me uh, some Melo there. Forty percent. I think the one thing that probably goes underrated for Carmelo Anthony over the last few years has been his improvement behind the arc. Forty percent from three last year. Well, yeah, that's um, that's what the old NBA players do. Is as they get yeah. up, they move further away from the basket and they become three point shooters like Vince Carter. You know. <laughs> true. True. I think um, I think Melo is definitely in play at thirty nine. I would definitely take a stab on Malik Monk at forty five. We know he's. You know, he's like Melo, too. He's very offensive-minded. Um, I think he is firmly in play. Um, and I mentioned the centers. I think they're – and then Bazemore, 36. I think if Bazemore starts, um, that's very intriguing because they're going to want him. He's there probably right now, probably their best three in the defender, I would say, I'd venture to say. So uh, I think Bazemore, 36, could be pretty interesting if he starts. Yeah, it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one there. Um, James, you're going to be on the two-game write-up for this one. We're going to have the write-up with the core plays for um, this one. Obviously, we'll have the full um, slate of content for everybody on Wednesday. Playbook, core plays, value vault, starting five, the works. Um, And we're also going to have a little addition to the podcast this year. Uh, James and I have been playing a lot of prize picks. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it a lot if you've been uh, in our Discord. If you're not in our Discord yet and you do have – um, the NBA DFS package. Make sure you're in there. Uh, we're going to be in there up until roster lock this year, answering your questions, um, temporarily putting the, the live stream on hiatus. Um, you know, and so we're going to focus more on the discord being in there, answering your questions, you know, with all of the late breaking news that we know happens around the uh, NBA. Um, you know, there are times where uh, us being on the live stream is actually a detriment to you. Uh, Cause then we're not available to, 
help you with those last minute changes. So, um, you know, we're going to be in Discord this year uh, up until roster lock. Make sure we're um, available, updating content as it needs to be done uh, when when lineups uh, come out and guys are ruled in, ruled out, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, make sure you're in there because not only are we going to be talking about that, we're going to be giving out some prize picks plays as well. Uh, so, James, let's go to prize picks right now. Um, and if you're going to give a few of your favorites so far, um, you know, tell me about something that you have your eye on here. Yeah, so, I mean, we've talked we talked extensively about Brooklyn side of things. Um, take your pick. Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Durant. I think it's the easiest one on the slate. I'm going to go Kevin Durant over 54 fantasy points. Um, pace up spot against Milwaukee. Is, you know, he looked tremendous all postseason against them in that tremendous series last year. Um, 1.6 fantasy points per minute, a thir- nearly 34% usage rate without Kyrie Irving on the floor last season. Um, pretty easy for me here. Uh, so I'm going to go Kevin Durant, 54 over 54 fantasy points uh, on opening night. I like that one. Uh, I'm actually going to go same game, opposite team. I'm looking at Brooke Lopez at 23 fantasy points. Yeah, you're talking, you know, there is no backup center like you mentioned. Um, you know, this is a guy who generally played around 30 minutes a game for uh, Brooklyn last year. He shoots threes. He can grab a couple boards here. He blocks shots, uh, which is kind of an underrated part of his game because everybody you know, rips on him for being a seven-footer that doesn't rebound, but he had over a block and a half per game last year. Um, you know, he averaged 24 fantasy points on DraftKings last season. Um, you know, so I, you know, I think that there's an opportunity here for Brooke Lopez um, to get over the 23. So I'm looking at Brick Lopez over 23. You like Kevin Durant uh, over 54. Is there anything else that you're looking at on the slate, James? Um, yeah, I like LaMarcus Aldridge over 10.5 actual points. LaMarcus Aldridge over 10.5. I think he's going to play somewhere between 20 to 25 minutes per game. Um, I think they're going to do a lot of that rotate, a lot of a lot of big men in that rotation. But I think Aldridge and his offensive prowess ultimately wins out. Um, scored 16 actual points in their final tune-up game in those 24 minutes. Um, got to the free throw line eight times. So I'm going to go Lamarcus Aldridge over 10 and a half actual points as my second pick. I like it. I like it. Uh, for me, I'm going to give one more. We're going to go to three-point land here. Uh, I'm going to go Jordan Poole over three threes. Uh, he's going to be launching. He's, he's going to be launching. I mean, this, this dude chucked during the preseason. You know the minutes are going to be there for him in this matchup. So, uh, and if he's you know drawing maybe some second unit defense or uh, you know like a Malik Monk or if he's going to be up against like a Russell Westbrook on the wing, you know I think there's going to be an opportunity here for Jordan Poole to uh, to get some buckets. So uh, I'm going to go Jordan Poole over three three pointers made. So. Uh, you got Lamarcus Aldridge over ten actual, right? Ten and a half actual. Ten and a half actual. Yep. Uh, and and Kevin Durant over fifty four uh, fantasy points. I got Brooke Lopez over twenty three fantasy points, and Jordan Poole over three three pointers made. We'll be sure to throw those uh, in the Discord as well once we uh, you know get in there and start talking about everything that's going on. But it should be a good opening night slate. Just two games here. Uh, if you want to get us at all, you know where we are on Twitter. I'm at jmpemba777. You can go to Grande at the underscore real underscore Grande. Again, we're in Discord. Tag us, myself, Grande, Ray Kuhn, uh, Justin Fensterman, Adam Ronis, and Ryan Kirksey will all be in there uh, throughout the time answering your questions. Uh, it's an exciting time to, to get everything going. 
Uh, hopefully we'll get some winners. Football season's been great. Baseball season's been great. Uh, time to flip the page to the NBA season. Uh, James, any final words here? No, I was hoping you just took us, wrote us to the sunset right there. That was that was a beautiful, beautiful finish there, John. Beautiful. All right, well, we'll leave it on the compliment because I like those. We'll uh, catch you guys uh, on Wednesday. See you later.